Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another episode of Checkpoint Coffee from MN Gaming. As we go through this Mental Health Awareness Month, we felt this might be just the right time to kick off a new series of sorts within the Checkpoint Coffee program. Uh, so this series we're going to call is called Games That Made Us Feel. So what is this you ask? Well, this is a series where we're talking about games that have been explicitly and purposefully designed to address mental health uh, issues or mental health uh, problems that uh, people would face or it could also be about games that have in one way or the other through our player experiences have left us thinking well and beyond after the credits have started rolling could be because it made us think about the whole thing the experience in a particular way um in how it made us feel how it made us think with regards to um particular issues very serious and you know um important issues that we should be uh, more open about in addressing so in one way or the other it has to be something that mattered to us that made us think and more importantly feel Joining me here today uh, in this program, uh, first off, it's me, Thunder Toys, coming to you guys. And joining uh, in this podcast today, uh, we have uh, back here with us. Oh, hi guys, it's me, Haseen. And? And it's me, Ayo. Great to have you guys here. Alright guys, let's kick things off. To kick things off uh, in this particular series, we've decided to pick one game that has mattered to us or made us think one way or the other uh, with regards to mental health or as we mentioned by experience by way of experience so uh, there could be more of this stuff coming in the uh, coming episodes so there could be more of these games that we'll be discussing in the coming episode so stay tuned uh, but as we kick things off we're going to start off with three games uh, so on my end, I'll be talking about Spec Ops The Line and Tausin will be talking about... I'll be talking about Kentucky Route Zero and I'll be talking about Persona 5. Alright, it's a good variety I think we have here on this one. So we've got one shooter, uh, one uh, JRPG as well as one hell of an indie, yes, right? Exactly. Alright, so uh, yeah. I think uh, as we kick things off, it's important to uh, consider uh, where we are, as in, is the games industry as it has evolved, as in, we know that the games and, and the technology has evolved, and the commitment and the uh, craftsmanship that has gone into uh, the whole gaming experience has evolved over the years, starting from its earliest days as mere pixels, and now today we have full-blown, you know, um, cinematic and, you know, gameplay experiences which have really you know ended up uh, giving us the feels right after the whole thing uh, goes through uh, now so kicking things off on my end um, let's start with spec ops the line so you guys played spec ops the line i haven't played spec ops the line personally but i've heard a lot of good things about it and it's on my wish list mm. i plan to play it very soon yeah uh, i have I have heard about it, but I have heard bad things about it. That's oh, what you hear? Not not about the game. Oh. The things that happened in the game. 
Oh, the, oh yeah, okay. I, I, in that regard, the fact that, that that bad stuff happened in the game is probably why it's on this list today, yes. you know? So, um, yeah, uh, so for those of you who are just tuning in on this, or those of you who, have, who might have missed this game back in its release, uh, Spec Ops The Line came out back all the way back in 2012, uh, when, you know, the shooters, you know, the, the whole FPS genre, the shooting, you know, uh, genre of games was at their absolute peak you know so this was a time when call of duty was essentially dominant it was like it was unrivaled unmatched this this is before the the age of the whole you know uh battle royale the uh you know the gacha style gameplay stuff like the much of the dominant styles that we have today before this before this we were at the cusp of uh we, we were experiencing an fps you know mania of sorts uh, particularly with, uh, you know, wartime, warfare games. So Modern Warfare was essentially at the front along with Battlefield and many other games. And personally for me, this was a time when many of us as gamers, especially impressionable gamers, um, many of us in our teens, late teens, you know, uh, we were very much engaged in the violence and the gore that comes with these, you know, um, FPS war-based uh, games. And while there were attempts uh, at trying to indicate the violence you know in war such as if we go back to modern warfare one where they try to uh, show the aftermath of the nuclear explosions Yes, the, that, that was a very memorable moment, I still remember. Yeah. It. It was good. The, the Chernobyl uh, you know flashback uh, missions and then uh, you have even uh, later on you got the no Russian you know like in modern warfare 2 uh, things like this was supposed to show the horrors of war as in like as, as you inflict pain or you are participating in this violence of sorts right but very few games if at all at the time actually talked about the suffering that goes within the soldiers minds like how these so-called machines these killing machines are essentially just human you know too behind all of that you know, uh, the guns and the explosions, that what kind of toll does this take on a human being, you know? So, uh, Spec Ops The Line, essentially, you know, already it kicks off with, uh, you know, uh, a curveball where you start the whole game uh, in a very post-apocalyptic version of Dubai, which is already, you know, overrun by sandstorms and stuff. And this is already, you know, something impressive because back then, when we talked about, you know, Middle Eastern conflicts, they always had very, you know, particularly, you know, typical areas or parts of the world which they would focus on. But Dubai was definitely not one of them. I mean, we all consider Dubai to be what? A holiday destination? Yeah. And here we are in an active or rather once active war zone. Um, and yeah, I'll give you this. The game had its faults in terms of, you know, like uh, mechanics, like the hitboxes, for which I would rightfully say the game did get its criticism, but not for what I'm about to tell you. You oh. see, you see, what happened in the game is that you as the player, you are a catalyst. I mean, you are using Walker, the main character, as a catalyst to make decisions that you come across various points in the game where you feel like you have a choice but then you realize you don't have a choice and then you realize that the only way to go forward is to commit a certain you know heinous act and i will tell you this one of the most horrifying 
personal experiences as a video gamer I experienced was in this game in that infamous white phosphorus you know um, you know shelling uh, sequence which and for those of you who have played this you know exactly what I'm talking about um, and for those of you who haven't well let me just put it like this that stuff will stay with you for a while you know and and at the end of the whole uh, game by the time you reach the end you've committed so many violent acts so you've committed so many war crimes in reaching there you end up becoming a fully you, you you're nothing but a shell of a man at that point the game has a multiple endings where you get to choose what to do with yourself but in all of those endings in fact the the most optimistic ending that you can think about still ends up with you you know just with a sort of dead look in your eyes like this person is now permanently damaged so they are they are only just bad endings in the game in a sense you just have to pick the lesser of the bad endings if i remember correctly there's one ending okay so essentially one of the main ending uh, what the key ending is where walker gets rescued by uh, an army you know unit mm -hmm. so you get to one go quietly with them where you end up like just basically giving a very dead look as you go like you know that this man is done for you know like internally he's wiped out the second option is where you get to fight these guys like you you try to attack them because at this point you see everything as a threat right so if you die in this encounter you leave this world completely in a mushy state your brain is in complete mush you die without any sort of sanity in you and it's sad to see you know as a character as a player it's sad to see and the other ending is where you get to fight them and if you win walker is now walking no pun intended into the desert saying the very first lines that the game started with gentlemen welcome to dubai he's hallucinating he's completely lost it you know and that's a very famous line in yeah. the game it, okay. it's it's dark guys like you know most of the video games uh, that dealt with warfare at the time always had this kind of feeling that it, there is an optimistic you know um thing i have waiting for you at the end even the darker ones like modern warfare which set up sequels right somehow left you with some kind of optimism not this one and i, I think i understand it because even at the time games like call of duty even now it's mostly about the action and the violence it doesn't really yeah. delve into the minds of the soldiers and explore what's really going on there I will tell you this that when I first played this game and I finished the game I was you know like in in many games that and and I saw this on YouTube a, a really good comment which said in other in in modern warfare you say I am a killing machine with an exclamation mark mm -hmm. right whereas in this game you say I'm a killing machine and three dots oh, okay. you know it just uh makes you think you know uh it's um it, it made me think for a second you know like we talk about ptsd we talk about shell shock but i don't think they they were i mean back then games were not that brave in exploring these sorts of issues straight away from the in projecting those issues to the player uh, as much as they did at the time so the game certainly did receive its crit criticisms but if you're a third person you know shooting type of player and 
if you're looking for a meaningful experience, something that will make you leave you thinking. Yeah, so I would definitely say, folks, like uh, Spec Ops The Line is a game that definitely made me think. Right, um, moving on. Uh, what do you got? Uh, Persona 5, right, I have? Yes. Let's but, hear it. But before that, I want to actually include in your part. This is one game where you can actually see how PTSD affects a soldier. Yeah, it's messed up and, you know, certainly... An, a, a, it might be an aquatic taste for some folks, but it's definitely one I would recommend for, uh, if I was to recommend, you know, a game for a good experience, I would recommend that. Right, I am. Enough of the shooters now. Like, let's go into something else here. I am. So, I want to talk about a game which made a big impact on my life. Sure. Or no. Uh, as a person. Mm-hmm. Not in a mental aspect way, but as a person. So... That game for me, it was Persona 5. But before I talk about the game, let's head back to around 20, 2019 or 2020. Uh, around then, when I buy a game, I always have a checklist. And the checklist, the checklist always includes open world uh, action RPGs. Mm-hmm. And the one important factor is how long a game is. Okay. So. The only reason why I bought Persona 5 it, it's because it's gameplay hours. Right. Okay. And according to how long to be, it was around 100 plus. So I want to play a game which I can spend a lot of hours in. So you want to soak in the hours, right? Yes. Alright. And I started playing this game and it was a very different experience for me because I never, at, up to that moment, I never played a single JRPG. This was my very first JRPG. Good choice. I like that. Yes, so I played this game and I ended it. And it was so good. I got, I loved it so much that I did play it around three more times. But Damn. Yes. So, w- why? What? 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 was that thing which grabbed you? Uh, I could say that uh, before I played this game uh, I was a very hollow person as in uh, whenever any visual media whether it's game or movies or series uh, everything will go above my head I will not react to anything except except very cool moments I I don't feel empathy towards people I don't feel uh, about I mean, it's difficult for you to um, express that, right? Yes, and even feel it. Hmm, fair enough. Even sound design, cinematography, everything. It goes over my head hmm. and Persona 5 came. Ah. Uh, I am I'm a very, I'm a big fan of anime and this game was, uh, in a sense, an anime game and it covered many things that I like. One thing was mythologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the per- per- personas are based on many mythologies and uh, this was in a way a kids game as in the story is you play as a, a gentleman, you play as a thief, uh, you go and steal people's treasures and before you steal the treasure you will tell that person that you are that we are going to steal their treasures and oh, steal their yes and that's also based on gentleman thief which uh-huh. is a uh, yeah. And that's also uh, 
I think it's a parody of Sherlock Holmes. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, I would like to say that uh, when I finished playing, when I was playing this game, uh, I was actually em- em- feeling empathy towards people. I was into the music, environment, graphics, everything. Was it the characters, the motivations, that kind of thing, which kind of made you, you know, start feeling, so to speak? In a way, yes, because uh... I'm not as well versed in Persona as you are, obviously, yes. but I am aware that Persona and you know uh, Shin Megami Tensei, which is its main series as well, right? It's these series are well known to have a very diverse. Uh, you know cast of characters with very diverse backgrounds or you know a ragtag group of folks coming together to do whatever they do right so you, what what i'm sensing is that uh, there's a lot of different different perspectives being jumbled into one you know ragtag which makes you as the player you know start looking at these things you know a lot more in a more wholesome fashion in a more holistic fashion right yeah i could say that uh each of the cast uh the main people were comp- from different backgrounds and they have each of them have different issues and most can be considered as mental health right? hmm. one example would be futaba okay uh she she is a she is in middle school in japanese sense right right uh but she has looked locked herself in her room because i mean her mother died in front of her and she blames him herself for her death mm-hmm. so she wasn't able to uh, process it as in grief and uh, it's up to you to actually go to her and she becomes a ruler as in uh, a villain of the game and you helped her uh, go process grief so you as the player can actually determine how much of an intervention or how much of closure you give the characters in a way yes in a way yes right yeah sounds interesting anything else to add as in like you mentioned the whole you know atmosphere like the music and all hmm. of this stuff really made you feel yes right? this this i could say this persona 5 has one of the best soundtracks Ah, agreed. And I mean, like that's really not a surprise, folks. I mean, like the the presentation can sometimes evoke these, um, you know, feelings that the game producers or the game makers intended for us to feel as gamers. I remember uh, games like God of War where they just play very somber, few few lines, notes, which go a very long way. So. no surprise from your end when you mention you know like in persona like uh, yeah the reason why i'm mentioning persona is because it it's a turning point in my life hmm. after after playing persona 5 in any visual media i started noticing all of these things ah like sound design environment people feeling empathy towards them character arcs right yes everything oh, okay. it's after this game that i met as a person I didn't feel as hollow. That's that's you know that's pretty big. You know, <laughs> if if you do say so ourselves, like that is a pretty big, pretty big character development yes. of yours, <laughs> right? And I was uh, at that time I was twenty years old. So okay. Two decades has passed. Has me been a hollow person? Oh damn. <laughs> okay. 
Wow, folks, okay, that's pretty heavy stuff. Like, um, uh, you're hearing character development, you know, uh, flashbacks over here. Uh, good one, I am. Uh, thanks for that. Right. Um. Oh, yes. Uh, so, it's me. I'm going to have to talk about Kentucky Route Zero. So, throughout this podcast, like, just letting I, you know, I always mispronounce it as Kentucky Fried Chicken, <laughs> but I'm gonna let this one pass. Go on. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I've been mostly silent because I've been thinking, like, how exactly should I talk about Kentucky Road Zero? And this is actually something that I've been struggling for quite some time. Mm. I've. There are times that I've taken the pen and the paper, and I've just you know tried to right how that game made me feel and it's just an extremely difficult thing because um at the time uh kentucky route zero when i started playing it it was actually a gift from my wife mm. who thought that it would be my kind of game where this is an extremely an extremely artistic indie you know game that focuses on the characters on the narration and on the world building itself right so which by the way folks is what you know Tahsin is you know he does like that stuff yeah so at the time uh, she she bought me the game and I actually couldn't get to playing it as much as I wanted because I was dealing with some very personal grief uh, at yeah. the time so uh, I actually uh, took some time off and then I've started playing Kentucky Route Zero again mm-hmm. and uh, throughout the game it made me feel something that's uh, extremely uh, closure in a sense I would say because uh, uh, at the time in my life I was learning, I was trying to understand things you know like how to process this um, grief, this extreme loss in my life mm-hmm. and I was trying to understand how to come to terms with it right so let's start with the premise of the game it starts off with uh, you're you're a driver right. and it's a very simple thing you you have a package and you are out to deliver this very last package before you quit your job as a driver it's the basic premise of the game and throughout the game you meet these people who are in need of your assistance or sometimes that you are in need of their help and these are all complete strangers and throughout your journey the world it does not make sense right it's, what do you mean? It, it, it seems like you know you start off in like some town in America and when you go along it's just supernatural things like things that you can't really explain things that happen to you that you don't really understand it looks like a trippy thing right it looks like a trippy thing it sounds like a trippy thing and it feels like a trippy thing because you can't even as the player you really don't understand what's going on because you don't really have a full grasp of all these things there may be a time in the game where someone is talking about his hobby as a you know bird watching and this is completely irrelevant to your story but at the same time you understand that you know this is something that this person is extremely passionate about and it doesn't have to be something that you are interested in for you to you know keep him with you you know you know what i mean you come across a pair of you know singers some a band even and you decide to help them out and they will 
sing some songs that maybe resonate with some deep internal conflict that you are having on your own you know and uh, throughout the journey you understand that you have to the world around you it doesn't make sense it's not always up to your perceived expectations of how things are and things will happen to you like good things will happen to you bad things will happen to you horrible things will happen to you that's just how the world is but you just have to keep going you just have to keep going and you just have to deliver this package because this is what you want to do right you just want to deliver this package and oh throughout your journey you are experiencing this in a very very personal way where people are talking about things that are happening to them right mm. and at the same time you form these bonds with them and you it makes you feel like you know things are happening to you bad things are happening to you but you keep going forwards but you are not alone there are others around you who are dealing with the same thing right things are happening to them as well but nonetheless they are choosing to help you finish this final delivery that you are on right and there is this underlying message of you know very somber theme of death is inevitable it will happen to your friends it will happen to your loved ones it will eventually happen to you right hmm. this is not something that we can control this is not something that we can comprehend but nonetheless it's something that we will eventually have to deal with and at the time i found this to be deeply deeply resonate you know with what i was dealing with then kentucky road zero that came in a way you know it made me how how should i put it it made me understand it made me feel some sense of closure to the loss and grief so that i was dealing with it's a game where you as a person were already you know in pieces you know and the game itself literally you know broke you down further but helped you in your journey to put yourself back together yes exactly and that's uh also like uh, one thing that it emphasizes you know people don't have to be put together you know you can be broken but mm. that doesn't really make mean you any less right yes, exactly that doesn't make you feel like you are inadequate to complete your delivery You know what I mean? I think I just figured out that delivery is life. Right? It is life. It is life. You are wow. making your very just journey and experiencing all these great amazing moments, these extremely tragic losses, extreme grief, sorrow, but also happiness and this bizarre understanding of the world that's around you. like you could be listening to birds you could be listening to the sound of ocean you could be listening to your friend talking about their life you would be sitting in a bar talking about the person next to you how they've let their children down you know and it's just it's just this life and it, there's this understanding that the game really does very good job of conveying to you that this message i think i was saying uh, that 
in your expression of this you have very well um, achieved one of the uh, things that we have intended to do with this you know stuff where we are literally trying to get to the thick of it you know like the, the, the very core of what it meant to the person and you know I'm listening in awe by the way just letting you know folks you know I, I'm, I'm actually just thinking um, you know I, I, folks you know that I'm a trophy hunter you know like I hunt PlayStation trophies and I think I made it pretty good you know on that uh, mission of mine to get a fair amount of trophies like that and a lot of people you know uh, tend to call me out in the sense they say that I don't enjoy the games some of the games that I play especially the indies which tend to be easy you know on the trophies but I will tell you this folks I do pay attention I do pay attention to every single one of them and indies are hidden gems for those of you who may not have considered that indies you know offer anything like it's only the triple A's that are good I will tell you this uh, you will I mean I personally uh, found that to be one of the best you know realizations ever as a video gamer and I played a lot of good indies uh, I think in future episodes we can discuss some of those indies I definitely now uh, can think of another one too but that's for another day but hearing what uh, Thousand said about Kentucky Route Zero you know makes me wanna uh, try this out yes and uh, you know the funny thing is he has been recommending that to me for years exactly. <laughs> and uh, you might have just sold me on this one yes uh, just like you said Zubair I think this is the first time I've properly um, explained to you how Kentucky Route Zero yes really made me feel because like I said earlier this is something that I've been struggling to understand myself because there, there have been multiple multiple times where I literally sat down in front of the computer took like the pen and the pencil or just like open the word document and just mm. you know I the words do not come to my mind it do not it does yeah. not come to my because you know folks he's always been telling me you have to play it like that's all he's ever said but this is the first time he's actually opened up about this and i wish you've done you did this earlier you know like this is definitely going on my uh in, in my cart this is definitely going in my cart and you mentioned about you know taking your pen and paper which in our ways refers to you know our various features that you can find uh, on our website and our pages as well we write about many things you know like um, uh, anatomy of a boss you know current affairs and especially um, our very own IHAM uh, has also you know uh, completed an article a couple uh, last year right yes uh, he, he wrote on the mental health awareness uh, it's a very comprehensive and very informative uh, piece of uh, writing which I would highly recommend that uh, you guys go check it out if you haven't already seen it um, it's definitely a good read and you can expect more stuff like that from us you know like we, we we love video games and we love covering video games and updates news you know reviews on this one but we also want to go into the deeper aspects of it which really you know at the end of the day as this series uh, calls itself is a game that makes us feel exactly so uh, I think uh, we can wrap it up on this one right guys yes, yes. I think we have uh, talked quite a lot about games that have really made an impact on us yeah you're not thousand 
whenever I ask Tausin about an indie game, he always says yes, that. no, no, no. He will make a list. Yeah. At the very top, it will be Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky Route Zero. For me, uh, I I do play a lot of AAA games, and uh, but uh, indie games in a way are more. honest like um they really do a good job of conveying what mm. the game is all about through the game design and that's what really I think I think in a sense it may be because of the limitations they have they get yes. to focus more on that core thing that they want to focus because if i talk about some other video games not <coughs> wahala uh, assassin's creed wahala like <coughs> We are talking about games that just add too many belts and whistles that leave you just completely distracted. You know, yeah, like, this is an entire podcast in itself. itself. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? I digress. Let's not go there. Um, we're gonna uh, end it while we are in. You know, while we're still good, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't don't let it go sour this way. So yeah. Okay. So folks, uh, thank you all for joining in. Uh, and we'll 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 say goodbye for now, uh, and uh, and see you guys in the next podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.